I remember so so I remember this so well. I went to a bar mitzvah in in like 2007. I was 13, and they started playing "It's Going Down," and I did the fucking "It's Going Down" dance in like a polo, and I felt so badass. You know, like me, me in the mall. It's going down. I'm like, I this is me. This is me. And that meanwhile, I'm like 13, dressed up for a bar mitzvah. Yeah, at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> was anyone else doing it? Was it just oh you? no, I was I was commanding it, but there were like at least 10 13 year olds. Going down, you know? What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Eat eat a chip right now. They're so good. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the end of the chip. Chips. He was eating chips. That's why we're so late to the podcast. Late, not really. You actually can't tell because we're uploading at the same time. But we're starting this. This is a late night. This is 7 in the morning uh, after a long night of uh, robbery. We're, we're hash, hashing it out, you know. Yeah. Trying to figure out what we're doing. Welcome to the Virtual Homework Podcast. For all your Welcome. Virtual Homework Podcast needs, uh, you're at the Virtual Homework Podcast store. You see in the aisle, episode 21. And what did we play it's too today? many episodes. It's honestly a lot. Like I, it's not that I didn't expect to get to this far. It's just like it's kind of like an existential crisis. Like, did we actually do this? Like, holy shit, we're going we in. We did this, and to go into what we did uh, today, we played a game of my choosing. We played uh, Red Out, which is kind of like a spiritual successor to like Wipeout, like the F Zero series is what people kind of call it. Yeah, I I kept thinking F Zero, but at the same time, I've I've only played the F Zero SNES game so really? i i don't necessarily know if it's like a spiritual successor to the 3d f-zero game for the gamecube right yeah i mean F- f-zero for snes might as well be mario kart because it's just like flat there's really not much to it it's so much better than mario kart though like actually uh i, I i'm not sure if you've played the super nintendo mario kart and f-zero lately like yeah f-zero I is not a multiplayer both. experience but f-zero is way more fun Oh, I, I I agree. I think it's harder. Like it's fun for us because like we play games, but it's like if I was playing casually with just friends, I think I'd rather play like SNES Mario Kart. And but like once you get into the 3D world, I think some of those Mario Karts are pretty fucking fun. Like Mario Kart 8 is an absolute uh, pleasure to play. Oh, Mar- no, I'm, I'm I'm talking specifically Super Mario Kart SNES versus yeah, yeah, F Zero yeah. because uh, Mario Kart is obviously a good series. If you're if you think it's bad, then you're wrong. But the thing about Super Nintendo's Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, I feel like. There's no point in playing it anymore. It's one of those games that's been surpassed by every single game uh, after it. Like, especially going yeah. from Super Mario Kart to Mario Kart 64. There's really no reason to go I, back. I feel like racing games for the Super Nintendo in general are just... Uh, they're just one of those types of games that don't hold up very well just because of the limitations. Like, back then. Like, limitations could be done with... I guess, like, RPGs and, like, platforms and stuff like that to make it still fun. But racing games, it's just, like, it's flat. You can't, like, do, like, a 3D interesting space. So they just kind of, like, are kind of boring. With the exception of, um, I'm trying to think of good racing games for the Super Nintendo. Most of them suck. Like, Super FX uh, Racer or whatever it's called sucks. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Well, it's like, like, I don't think they suck. It's just, like I said, it's just they're very, like, I... Aged poorly. They're boring. That's the best way. Correct, correct. But the one I'm thinking that I actually really enjoy, have you ever played Super Off-Road Racing Baja? Yes, that game is awesome. That game is honestly dope. And, like, it's very different than just Super Off-Road Racing, which is, like, the, the four-player, uh, like, top-down yeah. map. 
so super off-road Baja and micro machines are probably the only ones that I would legitimately go back yeah, and play Yeah, I completely with forgot about Baja. Like, Baja is, that game's hard. Like, it's super hard. Have you ever, like, actually beaten it? No, it's, it's, it's one of those, I mean, like, I feel like most of the Super Nintendo experiences I have, it's just, like, one and done it's like oh this game's fun let me move on because that's that's how flashcards are at this point you have like i mean i owned that game as a kid so i just like played it oh i never had it as a kid but i i appreciate the baja but before we get into this game i do have a question uh you mentioned multiple times last podcast that that the last game aqua teen hunger force zombie whatever pro-am made you want to watch some episodes did you watch any aqua teen in the last week i i absolutely did not did you what I've been watching Aqua Teen, first of all, I, I watch Aqua Teen regularly, so I was excited to talk about some Aqua Teen, but I, I watched a couple episodes last week. I yeah, tell me what episodes, I, I, I have a photographic memory, I can remember every episode that's ever happened. Well, obviously I watched the Brew Witch episode, because, yeah, of, of course. course. See, the other the other one I can remember watching, because it is sometimes a blur, I, I watched the episode where Carl is like in a furry monster outfit, and... He can't, he can't get out of it or whatever, No, right? no, or, like, he, he's... Frylock comes in his house nude, and he's like, hey, Fry Man, why, why are you in my house where I live? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I... I okay, I, yeah, I don't it's, it's 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 a pretty good scene. It made me laugh out loud. All, all I'm saying is that if you haven't watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force yet, what are you doing? Not, not you, because you obviously have, Dana, but the audience here. I like the episode with uh, the witch doctor that's like, chicken or rice... I think the episode with the chickens that play pinball is also pretty good. There's a lot of there's a lot of episodes that bleed into one another, so And some of like the really, really late seasons are actually pretty good too. Like that's like one of those series on Adult Swim that like I feel even like the really, really late seasons are still really fucking good. There's some other shows that I feel got kind of shitty after like the ninth season, but There there's a weird phenomenon with T V shows that I've noticed and it it kind of goes like this. So I, I watch a lot of, um, well, I guess I don't watch that much anymore, but have you ever watched like Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Hey, no. So I know of it. Always but... Sunny, Aqua Teen. The, the thing about these shows, and I, I'm not sure if it's just because of the nature of watching something and getting tired of it, but um, I, I feel like a show like Always Sunny, its best episodes are like seasons three through five. They're on season 13. Holy shit. Or 14. Jesus I don't even Christ. know. They're, they're very far in. But even though... The episodes were better in the past. I find myself rewatching the newer ones more and more, and it might be production value. It might be that I'm sick of the older episodes, but I feel like the newer ones have rewatch value, and I feel like that's very similar to Aqua Teen, where season two, that's classic Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's where you have the Brood Witch. That's where you have like yeah. the one where they're like batting with chicken and their eyes like. I just think it's up. too dated at this point. Like once they get like the production and they get more money involved, with it, I bet I feel like they're. It's, How do I say this? It's like they're to, able to do to better process. jokes. Like they're able to do better jokes almost because they're like, okay, how what can we do fucking now? So it's like they're just thinking of just crazier and crazier things. It's also like a similar situation with like uh, the Simpsons. Like the first like two seasons of Simpsons looks so fucking weird compared to like season two has some know. some some really good parts. But yeah, I agree. It's like hard to watch because they just didn't know how Homer looked. Yeah, like they're. It's like I want some some soy pops or some shit like that. I don't know. Season two had the episode where like Homer jumped the gorge, which is like one of the best episodes. Like I I actually I'm gonna separate uh, Simpsons from this. Like so I I personally think like Aqua Teen, while the earlier episodes are way better, uh, I I watch more of the newer episodes. Like I I watch like season seven eight 
Uh, I the specifically when they start like changing the name of the show. I remember I like watched oh, like, yeah, the yeah, Dora yeah. the Explorer episode recently, and like that was that was pretty funny to watch. But I forgot what they changed the name to. No, they changed it like four times. So yeah, so like Aqua Team whatever show or whatever it was called. But Simpsons is different. Like Simpsons seasons two through ten, basically those are those are classic. Yeah, and you can't get better than that. I I say three through eight. But you know, it, two, it, two, yeah, two, two through ten is probably reasonable. But then, like after that, pretty much like everything past, like like one of my favorite episodes is like the Rio de Janeiro episode. That's a really funny one. Not sure if I remember that. I mean, like, oh no, I do. Where they where like Homer gets kidnapped? No, it's like they're um. There's like, hey, look at the cartoons. There's like some ladies shaking her boobs and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's the same episode. Uh, Homer gets kidnapped and they like pass him by gondola. Well, whatever. Uh, I don't remember that we, part. We, we, I we just can... remember like the fucking gags from it like the like the monkeys like trying to kill them they're like my blood is like sugar to them or some shit <laughs> well we could talk about simpsons like an entire episode let's actually get into the fucking game like jesus <laughs> yeah, we, christ I mean, it's like 14 trip. minutes in we haven't talked about the game uh yeah we played red out uh what'd you think did you enjoy it like was it fun was it so the issue i have so i have i have a lot of points written down here and I hate that I started with the issue I have. No, this so game, two things though. First, first, first. Did you play with a controller? Please tell yeah, me you played, I, with, I played with a controller. This, Thank this game God. Is, okay. So first of all, this game has, or not even first of all, this game has VR support, and we'll get into that in a second. But I have these points written down. This game is absolutely beautiful. The aesthetic is masterful. The controls are great. And this game's older. This game's from like I think 2014. But. Yeah, no, this game does exactly what it's set out to do amazingly. The issue, I don't think I'm into racing games. Like, really? It's not even, I like racing games, but at the same time, like, I'm, I kept thinking while I'm playing this game, this is the absolute top of its class genre, like, pusher. Like, this is like sci fi racing game to the extreme. We mentioned F Zero, uh, yeah. homage, Wave Racer homage. This game's great, but, like, I found myself bored. Even though this game is so fun to look at and it has a really fun concept. It's basically a sci-fi racer. You are a career racer. You get money for racing on certain tracks. There's different uh, campaign objectives. You could either do time trials, races, this weird speed yeah. mode where you basically uh, – your your time only counts if you go under a certain speed, which is actually, yeah. I think, a pretty creative way to play this. I thought that was really cool and extremely well executed. This game is beautiful. It's just – when I was playing this, and this game is so fast, basically, everything's it, coming at you. It is so, like, that's one of my points, is, like, I'm like, this game is fast, like, almost disorientingly fast. Yeah. Like, you might get a little bit nauseous off of the motion blur. Like, you get used to it quite quick, but, like, jumping into it, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, but I think it's so fast, like, honestly, the game is a little, like, repetitive. Like, even though these courses have, like differences they they there's like a desert theme and a there's there's a bunch of themes and i think you said there's dlc so there's even more levels to play the the dlc adds uh six additional areas for a total of i think 11 different zones with five tracks per five or six tracks per zone but yeah i mean i could see why it gets repetitive because it's like you're going so fast you almost can't appreciate what you're going through yeah it's kind of like oh you're going so fast react immediately left react immediately right loop so, so the the way that this game works, the the racing mechanics, yeah, it's in a futuristic setting. But you also have a turbo. Uh, you you're able to have power ups. You have a passive one and an active one that you actually have yeah. to hit. Uh, the the ga- the way this game works, you could turn and then you could also like do 
a weird like it's, strifing mechanic so you yeah could... it's, like, it's like called like pitch with your like right stick and stuff like that this isn't v- very much like a traditional racing game in the way that you like you press like r2 and you drift like this is not a game for that i feel like there's a little bit more finesse to like getting like a tight turn like and like every other game like racing game we've ever played is literally just like press one button and you kind of but drift, but no but... actually i i was reminded so much of hover racing for the PlayStation One. This game actually controls really? very similar, like with the uh, the turbo mechanics on the when you go left and right. Like yeah, I was thinking, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. these developers had these tools, maybe they would have made this game. Like one the the issue I think I have with hover racing is that because it was an amateur product, the graphics kind of sucked, but the aesthetic yeah. was there. Like this this is basically I think hover racing done right. I, I think that this game does a lot right for the genre, and I feel like a lot of these games, like, there's not really been a game like this probably since this came out in, what, 2014 or 15 or anything like that, so. But this is the definitive edition, so uh, do you know anything, any differences between that and, like, the original one that came out in 2014? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, I, like, I had was... no idea. I was hoping you did. Shit. What? <laughs> there's a lot of different types of like you said there's a lot of different gameplay modes and stuff like that there's like boss races the game consists um consists of you basically can play like a different company like if you remember in jet moto how you can be like mountain dew or butterfinger and stuff like that uh in this you can be like a different company and all the um ships actually they perform completely different and it'll almost be like different gameplay for which ship you choose i mean a lot of them might feel similar but um and as you start unlocking like the later cars for each uh, company, they really like, hone themselves in on like what that certain company is about. I'm not sure how far you got in. Uh, I, I, will I say got the- so the way this game works in progression is uh, each part of the campaign you could uh, complete a mission, you get gold, silver, or bronze, and then you just do the next one. But uh, the missions work in that you have a tier one car and you could upgrade your car, but you have to complete like all the, you you level up your character, but at the same time, even if you level up your character and you unlock new cars, there's still missions for like tier one cars, then tier two cars, tier three cars, etc. So I, I did about one and a half tiers. I did the entire tier one and then half tier two. Okay, I did all of tier one and tier two, basically. The game gets so much better, I feel, once you start playing with a Tier 2 car. Um, I just feel like you're able to turn better. Like the, My problem with a Tier 1 car is, like, yeah, you're moving quick and stuff like that. I just hit the wall too much because your car doesn't have enough handling or whatever to, like, get around turns correctly a lot of the time. My strategy in all racing games is just hold the accelerator, and if you hit walls, it doesn't matter because your acceleration uh, will make up for it. I mean, like, and it works... This, this game... This game will completely fuck you, though, if you hit a wall. Like, that's, like, once in the later races, there's a difference between, like, being in first place and, like, last. Like, this game gets deceptively difficult. Yeah, um, I, I actually, I had a point where this game was way too easy until you got to Tier 2. Then it was then it was pretty much normal difficulty, and I assumed Tier 3 would be harder and harder, etc. Yeah. I, I do think that there was an issue in that the computers just sucked. Like, it, it, didn't, it didn't matter whether you were in Tier 1 or Tier 2. Like, they were pretty idiotic in their movements, and it was pretty easy to beat them. Really, I had like extreme, like hyper focused, like detail trying to like beat some of like the tier two races, like trying to get gold and stuff like that, like on a lot of the races. So I, is, like, so the the racing stuff was easy to me. I I actually I thought the time trials were a little bit diffi- more difficult. I I also thought the I, I mentioned before how you're able to upgrade your cart. Uh, you basically have a passive ability and an active ability, and I was able to upgrade a couple of those. But I thought the issue was that. Uh, these things cost money in game. You win money uh, by by winning races. Yet more if you get a gold versus bronze, etc. Uh, there are so many pure events. So basically, you're not allowed to use 
any of these active or passive power-ups that I thought it really detracted from the power-upping ability at all. Like, I, I was like, yeah. why Why am I even doing this? Why am I spending money if, like, half these events don't allow this in the first place? Maybe it's different because I had the DLC, which literally unlocks, like, 40 extra missions and stuff like that, so I was experiencing more of, like, non-peer races, I guess. Because I, I really didn't feel like there were a whole lot of peer races other than, like, the very beginning, which I think, like, the first five are all peer, and then you can start doing, like, the augmented races and stuff like that. Maybe, but I, I, I thought it was, like... By the time I finished, it was roughly 50% of the races. I felt like I would really like to see you play this because I had like extreme difficulty on some of these races. Like that first uh, Cairo map, uh, which is like the Egypt desert themed level, like as soon as you hit tier two, like I, I could not get gold on that. I could so, not get first So place. every single difficult. tier one map, I got gold first try. And then about most most of the tier two maps, I got gold first try but some of them i had to couple like i had to do them back and then get just Christ. well i guess you you beat my ass in this game this does have cross play so we can place each other maybe we'll have a uh one-on-one to see who the the real the real racer is so so my question is why did you pick this game it seems a little bit i mean like you like racing games but at the same time it seems a little out of left field i mean i i saw that it has some pretty good side trance maybe you liked it for the soundtrack these this is literally my favorite type of game like i've said it before i love like crazy insane racing games like that make you flip or have some like cheesy mechanic or stuff like that like this is just right up my alley for games that i love like and this like you said is like top of the genre as far as mechanics and stuff like that so i never actually played it but have you played uh fast racing neo or fast remix or whatever it's called i've never heard of that so it was originally uh slotted for the wii u oh shit Oh, this looks cool. So it, I, I thought, I honestly thought that this was the same game for a second. Like I, I was like, oh shit, did this, did this copy? Like I'm not sure which one copied which, but like they, they play or they look at least extremely similar. It's just like extremely fast racing game copying uh, Wave Racer and F Zero, and I'm like, oh. I, I wanted to play that one for Wii U, I remember. I think it eventually came for PC, but I was just like, oh shit, like wait, I, I'm basically wait, playing this. Wait, Wave Racer? What? You mean Wipeout? Wipeout, yeah, sorry. Wave Racer 64. <laughs> Wave Racer. <laughs> That's like a, a jet ski game. It's fucking like Baywatch, like the yeah, racing well, game. Yeah, well, it's similar. I mean, like, I, like how similar yeah, is yeah. Wave Racer, Jet Moto, uh, fucking F-Zero? I, I would say Jet Moto is probably more akin to Wave Racer, but Wave Racer is more like a true... I still find Jet Moto to be a little bit more futuristic, like in the way like you're moving and stuff like that, versus Wave Racer is very much like you're jet skiing that's neither here nor there um did did you actually experience any glitches i feel like it was a little bit more glitchy than i expected here like obviously there's there's some power-ups that you could use that like make other people's screens look glitchy but like it was weird that they had a glitchy aesthetic like purposely in game and then like for example the the screen once you beat everyone and like shows everyone's times like it's like overlapping text and i'm like uh this is I'm not sure maybe if this is supposed that. to be that. I didn't. I never really noticed that. I guess uh, maybe I wasn't really paying attention to it because I was enjoying the experience so much. I I definitely noticed a few visual glitches in the game, and I was like, eh, eh. You're like you're like looking, thinking like, oh, I can't wait. To I was just trying to dissect this. this game, make it make it seem worse than it is. I I also think that the um like first place, second place system, like the way that it showed it on the map. I wish they showed an actual map at the level. Instead, they showed like this really convoluted system the to show who's in first and second and third. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like whatever to me. Um, I really liked the soundtrack. I felt like the music was pretty good. It gets repetitive doing like the same level three times in a row and then like hearing the same song, but 
Um, I do, like you said, I, I like Psytrance, I like Trance, EDM, that kind of shit, and that's all this was. It was definitely fitting, I'll say that much. Oh, yeah, it gets you in the zone. Like, when you're doing, like, a hard-ass rate... Man, like, really? You didn't struggle? Maybe you're using, like, better, like, power-ups than I was, or something like that, or, like, a better car. I used the like, passive even... power-up that just made my max speed higher. That's what I used, too. And I upgraded to four. So did I. And then I also used the, like, mega turbo boost one. Alright, we're, we're gonna... I didn't use mega turbo boost, so we're gonna, we're gonna race... At some point, on the level I thought was the hardest, and then we can uh, see who is the real uh, speed boy. I'm never going to open this game again. In fact, if you even mention this, I'm going to just disgustingly throw up. Like, immediately after this podcast, we are playing this, or I'm going to fucking pee my pants. All right. I want... You think that's a threat? (laughs) (laughs) So, I I actually... I played fucking Legal Dungeon again, because I was just, like, bored. I'm like, you know what? I'll play some of these games I have a backlog of. I'm like, I'm not playing Death Stranding because I know I have, like, 40 hours in that game. Maybe I could beat this I one. actually saw, like, on your Steam. I was like, what the fuck? You have, like, 27 hours of, like, Legal Dungeon, which I'm assuming half was AFK. But... Yeah, more than half was AFK. But, like, I got to one of the endings, and it was, like, a bad ending. I didn't know there were multiple endings in that game. and uh... Of course there are. And I saw how much I would have to play to get the good ending, and I'm like, I'm never playing this again. This is tedious as fuck. There's a there's a situation, I'm not sure if you remember Legal Dungeon, like, you had to, like, drag text onto the screen to, like, show. Yeah. Some of the gray text that's not highlighted, you could drag onto the screen and, and really? get, like, secret endings, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, okay. I'm not going to scan like too every much. single yeah. word. So, yeah, I, I got extra bored of video games this week. I mean, Wanna Know wasn't boring to watch, though. What's that? Well, okay, honestly, I only know this from clips on Livestream Fail. Maybe you probably know more because you're a big Clint fan, but the Moon versus Clint saga, what up, what's oh up with that? Oh, my God. It is so, so, so good. So it's like originally Moon got like one mil or something like that, and Clint's like, fuck it. I'm no, gonna, what, I'm what are you it. talking about? Moon got one mil? What are we, who's Moon? What's one mil? Actually, explain oh my concept. God. Okay. Oh Context. my god. Okay, so Moon Moon underscore OW is a streamer on the uh Twitch TV uh platform who regularly gains, you know, twenty K to thirty K viewers, and he is a god gamer, and he was playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh the remastered one and two that recently came out. Did and you buy it? You said you were gonna buy it. Oh fuck no. I played Maple Story like every day this week. Um sad. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Addicted. It's, it's a horrible experience uh, existence, excuse me. Um, and he got like a score of like a 1 mil, and then Clint Stevens, which is one of my favorite streamers, also on the same platform, Twitch, uh, he's known for running Super Mario World and, excuse me, Super Mario 64 and other games. He used to run Ocarina of Time. But uh, he's like, I'm going to beat it. And he did with like a like 2 mil or something like that. So they started just going back and forth, like, you know, talking shit. Like every time they would beat each other, they would talk shit on on Twitter and stuff like that, and then it went from like one mil to two mil to four mil to ten mil to twelve mil. Like there were points when they were beating each other by fifty k points. Like after streaming for like, the, mind you, this is on one level hanger, and they were doing it for like nine hour streams, just one level while chat is just like, we are suffering. Please release us. Yeah, like, and and so keep in mind, Moon Moon Overwatch is an Overwatch player, and yes, they 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 grind like twelve hour days of Overwatch, but Clint is bread and butter not bread and butter blood and bone speedrunner 
Okay, so he's like, he's willing to grind for points. It's it's not even that. Clint is willing to grind for something that doesn't matter. For Clint was the the first place score on Mushroom Kingdom, uh, the the race that was in uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I, I've seen that YouTube video. It's actually really awesome. When th- that's not just that, like he would gr- he grinded for like nineteen hours straight. No, on no, that. I, like, I I know his YouTube videos are based on like stream highlights. So like I understand that. Yeah, was, that like was like but like like th- three days like of like nineteen hour streams, like insanity. So like Clint will just not give up. But recently, Clint had to take a break because the Fall Guys tournaments and other stuff that's coming up. He had like a dentist appointment, and Moon got all the way up to sixty million points. Yeah, it was Clint's it was got- like so the way it worked is like they would they would up each other, and then like Clint got like twenty six million points, and then like all of a sudden Moon Moon came back and like doubled that. So it was like oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, then uh, Clint like just f- fucked around tonight and got like forty six, and Clint has until Monday night because uh, his controller stopped working. He ordered a new controller to. Match the score. This may sound very, very boring, but like it's like hype as fuck to like watch like a little bit of a rivalry between like r- two really amazing content creators. The the so. reason why I actually am super interested in this is because it's the first instance I think of people actually caring about a score attack since uh, honestly King of Kong. Like I like maybe that's uh, dramatic here, but like you you obviously know the King of Kong documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah, obviously retro games the score matters like if you're playing trying to play donkey kong no one cares about your speed run there is a speed run for the nes version but still it's like you try to get a million x points generally points don't matter in video games now so the reason no. i think this is super interesting is because like points finally matter again like it's it's well, honestly it's like funny that and it's tony hawk like i think everyone at some point that's like plays games have played like a tony hawk game have like really good experience with it whether it's the music whether it's the gameplay like so and then they like I said they re-released these uh, one and two remastered with like a couple of mechanics changed and stuff like that and this is like the first good Tony Hawk game in like a fucking decade so I mean people are super hyped for it like the game's fantastic there's in-game leaderboards uh, I- I'm just up for you know friendly banter and rivalry and shit talking you know I think it's just an all-around fun time that's fair I mean so I definitely think that Tony Hawk the the remake looks good but. We had a conversation relatively recently about, like, good games with bad soundtracks, and we couldn't actually think of any, so I posted on Reddit, r slash ask Reddit, which good game has a bad soundtrack? And obviously the post was not successful, because you would have seen it otherwise, we're both Reddit junkies, but it got, like, 20 upvotes and, like, 30 comments, and, like, significantly, the majority of the comments were, like, the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake, so is it really, like, that bad, like... They didn't include what? some songs because of licensing. Like, that's not terrible, right? It, it has, like, two-thirds of every song that was in, like, the original games and then, like, some modern songs. I think that's just, like, nostalgia boomers who are like, ugh, I don't like Travis Scott or, like, <laughs> I, I, like shit I, like that. It, it definitely it's, it's definitely just edgy Redditors. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like, what Reddit is and stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, the, the more I am on Reddit, the more I realize that, like, maybe I'm not a Redditor because I recognize, like, how terrible Reddit is. I mean, I think, like, it, being called a Redditor is just kind of cringy to begin with. I think we just spend entirely too much time on Reddit in general. I mean, like, Reddit we, for all it is, like, Reddit as a community is the worst thing in the world, but Reddit is, like, a relatively good news source. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because everything's there. It's kind of, like, I, I want to say to, like, some extent non-biased, but a lot of it is pretty Our <laughs> slash politics is, is a little biased r slash I mean, like, the thing is like it's biased but like there's no neutral platform it's either one or the other and and i yeah. i, ta- I so take my biases is, 
Yeah, so that like you know, I get all my news from r slash uh, uh, dragons fucking cars. So oh, that's that's a really good subreddit. I I like the one where the the dragon puts his penis the in, the, car. in the in the car, the muffler. And other Twitch news, uh, Leafy, uh, surprise surprise, got permaban from Twitch. That and well, okay, no, go go ahead. We'll talk we'll talk about the the Leafy thing first. To no one, to everyone's surprise, of course, you know, if you uh, go into streams where your stream background is Pokemon's uh, Pokemon's face, another streamer, uh, and you sit there and shit talking her the entire stream, and you know, calling people simp's and saying the n word on stream, and telling people like go target harass people, uh, you might get banned. Lo and behold, the people on Twitter, of course, are like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, he's just joking, man. Dana is basically, like, hate-fucking-Leafy. He's just, like, constantly I hate following him so much. His... Well, no, like, you're, you're, you actually have watched his streams, apparently, because I had no idea. I, I remember, I, like, I saw that he was streaming. I linked to his stream, like, oh, my God, this chat's so toxic. He's gonna get banned, lol. I think I, like, said something like that. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he got banned. I guess yeah. I'm just not surprised at all. And, no, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm happy that he's banned because that means Dana won't watch him because I know that he's a huge Leafy fan. Well, it's like I, if I'm like playing a game, like I had him on like maybe on the background for like 20 minutes and then I would turn it Tisk. off. But it's like, I, I, I also, I'm a sucker Tisk. for like the drama, the drama fraud yeah, bullshit. No, I'm, so I'm a drama like, mama. Yeah. So it's like, I'm always like reading Twitter about like what people have to say about this and stuff like that. But yeah, that's Leafy. Uh, he can rot in hell for all I care. Uh, wow. And a lot of the taking this stance. Who, the whole yeah, surfing community is going to come at you, man. A lot of the... I see, here's the thing, though. I'm a surfer. Like, the, does he actually I, even surf anymore? I don't even know. I got Yeah. I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still surfs. So surfing is a, a game type in uh, CSGO, and he does a lot of that, and I also like to surf in CSGO and other uh, Valve games. It's probably my favorite game mode, so... It, it's the most widespread in terms of like the audience. Like People surf that don't even play other uh, shooting, shooting games or something. That and KZ... Yeah. The mode where you just jump platforming, basically. It's all fun stuff. Yeah. That's basically that. Like, it's... Uh, my whole thing is I don't want to get into it anymore because I, I want him to be as irrelevant as possible. Yeah. So, in other news, though, uh, one of my favorite streamers, a uh, little bit uh, engrossed in some controversy, uh, Destiny, uh, you may know him as, you know, the Ben Shapiro of the left, like some people call him, got he got his partnership removed. Yeah, it's, for some it's, uh, some people might be upset that he got his partnership removed, but the thing about partnership is that they only have a limited number. So, in removing Destiny's partnership, like there's a lottery, and I'm I've I've I put my ticket in. Um, I'm hoping that I can get Destiny's checkmark. And yeah, if that happens, I would say that Destiny getting unpartnered. Well, not ideal. I'll admit that. I I don't really watch his stuff. I know some people are fans. Honestly, is probably for the greater good because then you get more emotes from twitch.tv slash picante and <laughs> it's it's honestly like really what can we complain about? It, it it you got this dude Destiny who gives a shit. You got Picante. So I'm I'm not gonna get into like the political takes about it. My, I'm more interested in how it all went down, more so relating to so it's unprecedented that someone would have their partnership taken away and then not be banned. They're nope. basically saying like yeah, so it's kind of unprecedented for that to happen. So it's more interesting that they've allowed him to stay and stream 
but at the same time take away his partnership saying like hey we want to sever our business relationship so you're completely wrong but let's let's get into it what did he do so basically what happened was he was mass reported by a bunch of leftists online for having a bad take on the what's the Carl Rittenhouse thing, whatever's the, the K- Kenosha. Kenosha shooter. So, guy. so the thing is not to get super political, but destiny himself is a left wing, uh, debater. Let's, let's put it that way. Correct. Despite being left wing, he had a generally considered right wing viewpoint on the recent shootings in Wisconsin and the riots that have followed. He was super anti-rioter and actually made some statements that honestly, I, I can't, I can't mince it. He encouraged so, violence. So, th- so the difference is is that he said I'm for the protest, I'm I'm not for the rioting. Essentially what it came down to, he said it in a much more edgier way, like more so saying like, oh, if the police aren't going to do anything, maybe militias should mow down uh these rioters, mind you. He said rioters, not protesters. Yeah, but still, I mean, um, he he called for violence against like even even correct, if a group correct. is violent, like you can't just call for correct i i think it's just more so a uh a dichotomy of like every single day you see like streamers that have 10 20k 20,000 views who que- frequently say like oh we should murder cops we should do this you know ACAB. Amer- yeah all that kind of stuff um so i think that's just um more so of bring forth that hypocrisy uh, I try. I try. I do think that he went way too far. It's very unfortunate because, like I said, uh, he's known for bringing people from the right to the left because he is so edgy. I mean, I used to be, you know, so, so, I want to say not like right wing, but I probably had more right leaning ideologies until like 2013. I started watching his content, and now I'm like, you know, basically communist. So yeah, someone uh, someone made just, a good term to me, or someone said a good term to me. Pizza cutter. It's all edge. There's nothing else. So more than likely, he's just going to stick to debating right wingers because they can't deplat for him, and left people can. So so yeah, he he basically got unpartnered because he made comments that like, yes, we're against people who are being bad to property. Rioters, etc. But he said it in a way that encouraged violence, and he got his partnership removed. We're talking about someone who is one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, probably one of the more famous people on Twitch. Uh, so what yeah. Dana's saying is that this is unprecedented. Wrong. <laughs> Mitch what? Jones got yes, but, but he was but he was banned at the same time. That's more what I was referring to. He was banned. So usually when an unpartnership happens, you know, Jenna and Mitch. No, Jenna was actually usually, not banned. Uh, is associated with like, uh, not like a perma ban or something like that, but some sort of suspension or moderation. Jenna was never suspended. Ever? She was just unpartnered and that was it? I mean, she might have been suspended in the past, but it was not, her unpartner was not related to a suspension. She just got, oh, okay. it, it, it's happened multiple times, but like it's, it's rare circumstances. I, I, I think it's dangerous to say this is like a, a new precedent because like this is, Actually oh no! Not saying, like, I guess I guess it's not. Uh, I don't want to say it, like sets a precedent or anything like that. I'm just. I guess it's more like, wow, this is like a, a crazy thing to happen to them. Basically, say, hey, we're gonna allow you to stay here, but we don't want to. It, it's just weird. It's like I just feel like they would have banned him if they didn't agree with the take or if it was bad enough for them. Like I said, it's it's bad enough for them not partner, but like it's fine enough that they can. They would still let him stream there. It's very weird. I don't think it's that weird. I, I mean, like, it's weird, I guess, for Twitch, but it's not necessarily weird for platforms overall. You see places like YouTube have pretty shitty people on the platform. They just are yeah. not monetized, etc. Like, I I feel like if YouTube starts banning people with these thoughts, that's where they get into... Not YouTube. Twitch uh, starts banning people with these thoughts. Like it, it, it gets into a really messy territory of them trying to be the political police. While, of course, yeah. people like Leafy, who like actually like say racist shit, also like do like 
say really violent shit like i leafy has called for the death of pokimane on multiple occasions apparently yeah. as a joke yeah. but like still like yeah as a joke man as a joke yeah like, yeah it, it's it's one of those things where it's it's obviously not acceptable on the platform but no. there there is a gray area where you could definitely have someone on the platform but like you don't want to like fucking endorse this guy it's just like let them yeah let them have their own corner and, and hopefully never even though other streamers have done the same thing but yeah. i think it's just a matter of him coming at a, a i guess he's coming towards like light uh left-wing ideology versus if he was attacking right-wing ideology he probably would have gotten more away with it yeah so. i but i have nothing to say on this except for problematic if we're talking problematic uh, absolutely this is absolutely problematic so. no no i'm <laughs> I'm not even saying he's problematic. You you make your own opinions. I, I, I would think he's pretty problematic. Yeah, he's pretty problematic. But no, I'm I'm very obviously trying to transition to the main topic of the night. Fucking men's pocky. What happened? What, so I think that's like a... Was that a horrible Japanese translation? No, no. I do saw you, like the men's... For, do you remember the era of like 2006, 2007, like Japanese snacks? You could either get like the fucking koala hex, hexagon or yeah. you could get pocky. That was the only thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, like, you ever go to an anime con and they just had, like, a Pocky stand? Like yeah. You, I remember specifically, I'm like, oh, oh shit, they got men's Pocky. I, and I ate a lot of men's Pocky, but at the same time, men's Pocky is worse because it's just dark chocolate. That's what makes it for men. I like dark chocolate, though, so I would probably like it more. Yeah, but, like, it's also weird. Like, oh, you think this is for fucking, like, babies? No, this is men's so Pocky. I don't, I don't, I don't want a boy's Pocky. I want a men's Pocky. God, yeah. that sounds so fucking weird to say. Pocky for men. <laughs> Businessmen, you just put I, a Pocky I, I, in your I'm, fucking, uh, like, shirt pocket. Just put one out. I mean, it, it sounds weird to us. I imagine, like, it makes more sense culturally over well, there, it, but it's, I, I don't it's know. It's probably just as bad as Dr. Pepper 10. Remember those commercials? Like, it's Dr. Pepper for men. For men. And it's like... It's like, okay. Yeah, it's... You don't need to gender, uh, you know soda and or snacks i don't think it's not like they're gonna have like oh god i i can't even think of a snack without sounding like really fucking sexist i don't know like period pops or something I sure know. okay let's go with that but <laughs> let's cut, do you, let's cut do you remember out. this trend of like male versus like female snacks it's so weird this is like i so the whole reason this is a conversation is just because i was like nostalgic for 2007 which is like i like was there was more than just snacks though like you remember that like michael jordan mia ham commercial that was like i can do anything better than you and it's like men versus women like i feel like there's a lot of like men versus women like marketing back then but not at, at the same time these snacks man i i looked into this and apparently like in japan something cultural is that like sweets are viewed as feminine so like if you went into a store like a cvs and you bought some sweets you'd be you'd be like they literally have a term for this it's like sugar boy or something <laughs> i guess i'm a fucking sugar boy because i eat, like i pound candy i fucking love that shit sasho kuke danshi herbivorous herbivorous boy so like uh, someone who who doesn't eat meat i guess that's that's the literal term for like someone who gets so candy. I don't like, know why it's herbivore, but like it's, I I kind of get it. So yeah, they made pocky for men, like so men could go into the fucking CVS and buy pocky. It's like vegan gay boy or something like that. Like what the fuck? Yes. I, yeah, this sounds horrible. They should make that product. That would sell. <laughs> that, that that's that's regular pocky. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they they have that like small on the label. It, it it doesn't matter. You don't have to be vegan and gay to eat pocky, but. It helps. Pocky's uh, Pocky's all inclusive. It's for everybody. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I think. 
I'm gonna think, I'm gonna try to try some uh, men's pocky though, because dark chocolate. No, is, it's um, discontinued. I'm sorry, they stopped making this in 2012. What? Why are you gonna bring this shit? Well, up, they then? probably have dark chocolate pocky. They just don't call it like manly penis pocky. <laughs> uh, on the, so this is my so this is my main topic for the entire night. I, I, this is like earth shattering for me. Are you ready? Yeah. McDonald's came out with spicy chicken nuggets. Oh shit! That oh shit! Oh shit! And I, and I tried them tonight. Oh shit! Wait, they what? were life changing. Were they really they were good? So f- they were so fucking good. Fuck. And there's like they came. They were so so. I got so, you a rice cooker for this I'm exact sorry. reason. For this listen, exact this, reason. Listen to spicy nuggets. Come on. Yeah, you gotta try them. But at the same time, holy you're gonna shit. die, man. Dude, they were so like so good. The they, mortal like, coil. All, that's that's the, the shit you have after a fucking. And they have this new uh, mighty hot sauce that's so good it's like super hot and it's like a can what, like what, what sauce do you get with mcdonald's nugs uh usually buffalo oh shit you're so stupid why you're such a fucking idiot you made a wrong decision well it's do barbecue get? it's classic barbecue sauce with the nugs i usually get barbecue sauce all the time and probably for the first like 29 years of my life i got barbecue but i've really been on their buffalo their buffalo is super fucking good but the the you know the follow up question did you have the barbecue with the spicy nug no i had i tried they have a new sauce that came out at the same day which is their um mighty hot sauce or something like that super good i i'm going to probably have to try this i i i keep passing an arby's and i really want to go and just get fucking potato cakes but i i don't cuz i'm i'm trying to be a responsible quarantining adult but now i have their spicy no. nugs Get some get a get a ten piece spicy nug. There's like a deal on the app. You can get a twenty piece for five bucks. You can get a large fry for a dollar every day this month. Just when you're thinking of the spicy nugs, just just have some rice. Just make a pound of rice <laughs> and eat it. Get really sick from from eating like eight servings of rice. Just like make like six cups of rice. I probably should. I could probably make some other things. You can make a fucking cake in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That we we both have the same rice cooker now, and uh, there's like a sponge cake setting. It's kind of weird. Have you tried it? I haven't, but I've been very interested in it. D- did you read the the instruction book it came with? It has like a lot of yeah. shit. Yeah, there's like a lot of like recipes and stuff like that. There's some cool things. Most of it's stuff that I don't have or won't eat. I want that sponge cake. That rice that rice cooker sponge cake in my mouth right now. I bet it's pretty good. Like, and there's also like cheesecake you can make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one day. Why is like we we gotta do it? Like we both. Well, did you do ever it. did you ever watch Yakitate Japan or read it? The fucking the bread that? making anime, the bread making competitive anime. <laughs> no. Oh, well, like one of the episodes, they had like a rice cooker bread recipe, and it was dope. Was it, good? it was it was honestly unbelievably good. I remember it's the fact that I remember this from like sixth grade to now means it was a decently good episode of anime. I never forget. I. I am not really into, uh, <laughs> I guess, like, food anime. There's, like, that, like, food wars and stuff like that. Dude, I'm, like, going through, like, the shared... We have, like, a topic thing. Let's get into, like, speaking of food, are you going to get the limited edition Killer Bean plushie? I, I I was literally considered, like, once I get paid ordering it, like, order one of them for each of us. Well, I already, I already bought one for myself, but... Oh, my God. Okay, Let I actually, I didn't. Something. I persuaded my girlfriend to order me one for quote-unquote Christmas because it comes out in December. 
<laughs> yeah, it looks like it doesn't uh, deliver until like December or some shit like that. But uh, that's some that's some like peak uh, swag. He looks so angry. Yeah, it's it's honestly like Killer Bean has been really good at merch lately. I'm not sure if you saw like their the Killer Beanie and stuff like that. Killer Beanie, like that's a real thing. Well, like they they made some like actual uh, like T-shirts and stuff, and they look they look pretty good. The, there's a new episode of Killer Bean with like Critical as a voice actor, like like the YouTuber Critical. Wait, what? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> terrible. Like I can't even watch it. Like it's it's so obviously phoned in and like trying to cash on the fucking like ironic hype. You you ever see like something like that's ironic? Like try to be like, yeah, I'm ironic, and it's like, no, you're no longer cool because well, it's, you that's like that. um, Tommy Tommy was so with the room after that was ironically like yeah. a success. He he's like trying to go off that. Like yeah, I make another funny movie. Ha ha ha! You like right? And it's just like. Uh, no, you were trying very hard to make something that you thought was, like, genuine, really good, and it, it got clowned on so hard that it became a meme and super popular, and he made money that way. <laughs> it's it's sad, honestly, to watch. That's the issue with it. It's like, oh, you acknowledge that you made a shitty product, and you're trying to stay shitty? Like, I, I want to see try. people improve, you know, or at least try, like, their best. Like, what if he went and, like, made, like, a good Killer Bean instead? Like, he would have been known good for Good Killer like, Bean oh, is Killer Bean forever. <laughs> so is there, like, other Killer Bean, like, before for, forever? So Killer like... Bean Forever was, uh, like, basically, he made three of these, like, ten-minute clips, and then he made it into, like, a movie. So, like, most of Killer Bean was, like, an original thing, but, like, he definitely upscaled some 4K footage. I see. In other topics... You sent me some shit about fucking Ty Lopez? Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, okay. So on the topic of selling out, not really selling out, actually. In fact, buying in. I'm not sure. You ever go furniture shopping in your life? Yes. You ever go to Pier 1? Yes. It's just like bullshit the store. Yeah, pretty much. Call, but like call, Pier 1, Pier one like was one of the first companies I remember from coronavirus to like basically be like, you know what? We're kind of done with this whole COVID thing. We're 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 out, and then they decided. Like, to... It's literally just a store devoted to making things that you don't need. Like it's just all yeah. white people shit. Yeah, like, pretty much. It's like that's you can get like walls of like live laugh love posters. <laughs> it's all wicker. How much wicker do yeah. you need in your life? Uh, none, because you can't sit on it. It's just meant to look nice. It, the shit you put like white people like to have those rooms with shit that you're not allowed to like sit on and stuff like that it's like oh that's a nice looking room yeah like you can't go in there how dare you even think about sitting on that furniture so yeah yeah, basically ty lopez is is saying you know what pier one you could declare bankruptcy but i'm gonna buy you ty lopez is buying like here in my garage (laughs) he's buying pier one imports it seems like a really bad business decision in the middle of pandemic but whatever I mean, like, for someone that, like, works in retail and is, like, around retail and around stores, like, like Forever 21 went bankrupt. Like, all these stores are going bankrupt, and it's just, like... These stores were already struggling before COVID. Yeah, and it's just, like, there's no reason for these stores to be around, because it's just, like, who the fuck wants to buy any of yeah, this? Yeah, because you want to buy your uh, $10,000 Wayfair cabinet that may or may not contain a person. On the contrary, so our our company, we're on shortened hours. We're like three or four hours less every day than we our normal schedule because of COVID. We are up like five or six thousand for the month. Like Jesus. I think we sell games and toys and stuff like that. I think we're in a unique industry that is actually doing quite well because we have a lot of things you can do at home versus like uh, a lot of like the luxury, like whether it's like expensive clothing or like you know uh, pure one pure one import like trashy bullshit. I think is not doing too well. Yeah, I mean like so. A lot of these companies I mentioned were, like, doing bad before COVID. Like, 
GameSpot announced they're closing 400 more stores. They closed 300, like, at the end of 2019. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> oh, no, GameStop. Like, like, when was the last time you, you you even went into a GameStop? I went into a GameStop relatively recently, uh, like, maybe, like, late 2019, and I'm just, like, I like I remember I tried to get, like, a Switch game, and it was sold out. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll buy I'm this I'm just going to get it from Amazon. Yeah, exactly. I, like, yeah. I guess I'll wait a day. Like, I'm not going to come back to this GameStop. And like I remember, well, the there was like, can... I remember there was so much bullshit Rick and Morty merchandise. Yeah, it's all like pops and and I mean that's what they had to do because like they don't make any really much uh, off of the games. But like the problem is you can go to Target or Walmart nowadays and just get like the same shit. So it's like there's really no reason for like a GameStop. I mean, maybe buying an Xbox. Uh, fu- maybe buying an Xbox One yeah. X, an ep- Xbox Sex or whatever it's called. Speaking of Xbox, did you see like people clowning on like the new Xbox prices? The clowning? I only saw people happy about it. I saw people clowning like on it. It's like super hard, like how it looked and stuff like that. Well, so there, there's the five hundred dollar Xbox One X like mega system or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the exact names, but that's, that's like the, I guess like the default one or whatever. And then there's like, was it two ninety nine or was it one ninety nine? It was two ninety nine for like the the extremely small. We're talking so small. It's like the size of a SNES. I think it was even cheaper than that. I, I thought it was two ninety nine. Uh, it was, I thought it was, was one ninety nine. No, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's two ninety nine and four ninety nine. I remember it was two hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, two ninety nine. But still, like, I think that's a fantastic idea. Like, they're gonna sell a million of them for like kid for parents that like don't want to spend you know six hundred dollars on a gaming system. The the issue I have is that I really want a four K Blu Ray player in my system, and I'm like one of the only people who actually cares about DVDs anymore. But I I totally need the disc player. I just bought Absolutely. a four K DVD. Like well, today. but that, that's for you though. Like I'm talking, like they're gonna sell a million of these to fucking thirteen year olds who want to play Call of Duty, and like their parents don't have the money to like get the expensive version. You know? Yeah, pretty much. So I think it's a smart business move. I just think uh, in four years, I, I, Microsoft is not going to be a gaming company anymore. They're going to go the Sega route and just maybe just publish titles or something like that. Because uh, <laughs> well, I like. Yes and no. I mean, like, Microsoft stores, I'm not sure if you... I feel like Microsoft stores, I remember, like, I read some news that, like, they were... They're pretty much scaling back their entire Microsoft Score enterprise because of COVID. And, like, I guess that makes sense. They didn't... Microsoft stores are a relatively new concept. But if you've ever been in one, it's, like, just trying to sell you surfaces and, like, PCs and stuff. I feel like... Xboxes are just gonna like turn into like computers. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like a cheap gaming PC basically that you could like hook up to your TV or something like that. Like, oh, it's like it has TV functionality. Like, it works on it. Like, I feel like- I think they're just gonna start releasing a lot of the Xbox games on the PC platform. It's gonna be like on the Microsoft. Oh, they've already done that. They have Master Chief Collection and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about like instead of like releasing it for Xbox, they just release it on that, and then you just you just plug in your Xbox controller to your PC. Uh, and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, but at, at the same time, but, like going the way of Sega, like that—that that seems like an entire software. Like I feel like they're still going to make hardware and encourage hardware. It's just going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Microsoft is going to make like gaming specific like systems. I think they're going to maybe augment uh, computers to do uh, gaming. What they're doing now, I don't think that, like the, the Xbox in the sense that we know now is going to be a thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be like instead of like the Xbox console, it's going to be like here's an Xbox rig. For your game yeah, PC. or like the Xbox experience or some shit like that. I, I know people have said this like time and time again, but uh, besides whatever Nintendo's doing, I feel like PS5 and Xbox is it's. I can't think of them like having a next iteration like that. The PS6 is just going to be a PC. 
like yeah like what at what point i mean these are already basically pcs that they're losing money on i guess it's just i'm not a console person and it's like casual players are console people and they buy a million of them and a million games and stuff like that so i mean they wouldn't be making it if it wasn't going to be making money all i know is that if the xbox series x or whatever oh that's what it's called not xbox one x i kept saying that the xbox series x if, if they keep emphasizing the fact that, like, oh, you're going to be able to play this on PC, there's absolutely no reason for me to get one. The only, I, I'm thinking no. about getting a PS5. They haven't revealed their price yet. I'm guessing that they haven't revealed their... Like, hypothetically, if the PS5 costs as much as the Xbox... Like, if it was $500, they would they would immediately say that, right? It's like, oh, yeah, we're also $500. I, I, bet, it, I bet it was $599, and then they're saying the, the Xbox price, and they're, they're trying to see what they can do to lower the price. I, I honestly don't think they could be $599. Want to know why? Why? $599. Yeah, US exactly. <laughs> that, they internally they understand how much backlash they got for that fucking meme in but that, that was like a million years ago cell phones were like 50 bucks back no then. but cell i think like, i think they were more cell phones are like 1500 cell phones are like 1500 dollars now so they can like those things can be that expensive now like, no i i legitimately think that they are saying like they they were going to be like 699 i bet that was it and now they're like looking at xbox so cheap because microsoft has unlimited money like i'm not sure if you like know about sony's history but like sony as a company would like lost a shit ton of money like recently. oh yeah they, they, yeah they don't make tvs they don't make pcs anymore like playstation like, is like the only profitable uh aspect of of sony yeah, what the fuck does what does Sony make? They lost like a billion dollars in their mobile division like two years ago or something like that. Here's how Sony makes its money. G and NS. What the fuck is that? Oh, game and network services is their number one. Yeah, like PlayStation is like the only thing that is saving Sony right now. Wow. So like Microsoft could actually like win the console war, even though there are no console wars. But all they have to do is like price their system to like a, a point that's super desirable for consumers. They could lose money each console. It's not like Microsoft has like a thirty billion dollar reservoir. It's not. It's not like they have issues. Even though like no one cares about Microsoft and like no one wants their products anymore. anymore they still have business stuff. Yeah, I mean like they're huge for the business. Like if you like for example, my buddy runs uh, media business IT. They're all using you know, Microsoft products and stuff like that. They all use Internet Explorer or Edge or something like that. Like, so that stuff still has to be, like, supported yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, like, so I, I'm not sure if you actually, like, know the business-to-business versus business-to-consumer economics here, but as someone who works in software development, uh, especially for, like, business-to-business, business-to-business versus business-to-consumer market is, like, 10x. So, like, there's, like, a $4 yeah. trillion dollar industry with business-to-business versus, like, a four. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, so, it's insane. Like, it, it's absolutely, like, you could you could make so much money in business-to-business. That's why Microsoft is still, even though you, as a person, are like, I'm, yeah, I buy Windows, but I don't give a shit about, like, all these Microsoft products anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're making them, like, if you go to any business in, like, the universe, it's they're all using, like, almost exclusively Microsoft, like, hardware and software and stuff like that, so. So, what I'm trying to say is... Xbox fanboy number one, Dana over here. He's he's gonna get oh, an I think Xbox, Xbox day one. He's gonna fu- line up. Fuck that Xbox sucks. Yeah, honestly, I'm probably not gonna get one. I did see that like the the PS5. They have like the digital version with no optic drives. It's like gonna be like a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I'm never. It's gonna like get is that. it? It's like is it really? Does it cost you a hundred dollars less just to fucking not have a drive? Like, come on. I mean, I guess I I don't really care. Backwards but it's compatibility. Like if I wanted, 
What about that? I just will never own uh, a console again, I don't think. Like, I, like, I'll own Nintendo consoles. I think that's it, though. Because anything I would want to play on PS5 or Xbox, I'll play on the PC. And if I can't play it, I'll watch someone True. play it. I probably will get a PS5 because I don't know what to spend my money on, and there are some exclusives that I'll never play. So that's that's gonna be dope. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, I just think, kind of does their own thing and they do it well. So yeah, saying saying that even though you don't own a Nintendo console, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, I'm I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I'm a Carl fanboy. Weezer fanboy. Yeah, it's Carl Weezer baby. It's Carl Weezer baby. It's Carl Weezer baby. Okay, so fucking Sam has linked me these stupid fucking uh, rap songs on SoundCloud. Are they really that stupid? Someone, listen, listen, listen. Uh, this dude raps over like the the most fire beats possible, like with a Carl Weezer voice. Like, her car's a Carl Weezer, baby. Like, he it, sounds it's like, legitimately it, like Carl Weezer. And these songs are fucking fire. Like, they are so good. I cannot stop listening to them, and I hate how much I hate them, because it's fucking Carl Weezer. Yeah, no, like, he's like, also, it, like, rapping about Jimmy Neutron and, like, uh, Judy, is that her name? Jimmy Neutron's mom? Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're they're extremely dumb in terms of concept, and, like, he's fucking Carl Weezer, but, like, they're so incredibly well-produced. This is also multiple weeks. Like, this is, like, episode 17, he's listening to Carl Weezer, and, like, now we're finally talking about this. The culmination. I've... I've st- still been listening to this i, like, I, I listen to carl get... weezer like every other day like actually like yeah like for actually like the same five songs yeah he only has four songs like i'm not sure who actually cares about what i like on soundcloud but like i'm basically using the virtual homework podcast of soundcloud as my personal like i personal soundcloud i i like videos and <laughs> really? like whatever this this is i'm using it you're all gonna know They're my gonna music taste good shit so carl weezer Maybe. baby I feel like these songs could legitimately be on the radio as, like, top 100 hits if they weren't in the fucking voice of Carl Weezer. Like, <laughs> legitimately. Oh like, they're really good. <laughs> they're, like, like lyrically, they sound like anything. Like, I think it's mostly just the production, and that just goes to show, like, good production can, like, trump, like, anything nowadays. Yeah, it's, like, when when he sings, like, one line, there's, like, four chords of harmony, like, auto-tuned with his voice. It's, like, an- angelic, honestly. With Carl Weezer yeah. voices, <laughs> it's it's it makes me want to rewatch Jimmy Neutron. Honestly, uh, I don't want to go that far, but um, I mean, so I I like looked up Jimmy Neutron clips on YouTube, and I just found some like good memes, and I was like happy about that. But like, I I probably wouldn't actually watch Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Jimmy Neutron is like terribly animated, and while I enjoy yeah, it as it a kid, like I, it, children's television, you know. I mean it. Jamie Neutron does produce one of the best uh, Facebook pages ever. Uh, non J- uh, Jimbo's non trombo. Yeah, does Jimbo dude, still like post. I don't use Facebook anymore, really. Uh, let's see, Jimbo. The, the whole thing about Jimbo's non trombo is that like he posts like once every three months, and it was like, oh god, I just killed my dog. That was his post or something like that. Uh, he posted April eleventh. Uh, you think you can contain me, fool? I am exactly where I want to be, and it's a deflated uh, Jimmy non Neutron. Uh, float okay so he died of covid rest in peace jimmy yes jimbo's non-trombo or he says thank for job response for giving jimbo flesh body however cannot accept at current time because of fbi having a message of jimbo saying we are going to get you jimbo and i am saying okay this is uh god he's such a good facebook that's an oxymoron dude but no i understand uh if you don't know jimbo's non-trombo jimbo's non-trombo is really good friends with carl weezer one of the best soundcloud rappers of the year and uh honestly i feel like uh we could just we're gonna fade to black here we're gonna have carl weezer in the background and we're just gonna we're gonna jam 
and it's going to be a jam out of the podcast. I'm jamming and trying to make it painful. You're always missing on my bankroll. Sorry to me, but this case closed. Watch me fall off in a Range Rover. Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and rate it five stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do five stars anyway, or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than five stars, Dan will be bound and gagged on a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>